My name is Dr. Mike. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, and I'm proud of where I came from. While I have since moved to greener pastures and found happiness in the flyover states, I still have a certain fondness for the flower city, especially its signature food, the plate. Unfortunately, watching from afar, the city has declined from a titan of industry and cultural powerhouse to a pit of despair and corruption held together by bubblegum and duct tape. Nonetheless, nothing will take away my memories of the Rochester I grew up in, except maybe the senility of old age. So before that happens, come join me as we reminisce about the things that made Rochester special. Come join me for a flyover plate. Welcome to the Flyover Plates Podcast Holiday Returns Edition. I am your co-host and pile of leftover Danish butter cookies, Dr. Mike. What? Thank you all for listening to this podcast, and I hope you are having a wonderful Christmas season wherever you may be, even if that is Rochester. <laughs> Thank you to Nolan Ferozia for his wonderful intro music. Thank you for this great year of starting this podcast and becoming, you know, popular amongst the niche crowd of plate fans and i can't thank you enough for listening and downloading to this podcast i hope that there's more growth and success of this podcast in 2024 but thank you all for listening and promoting and just being a fan of this podcast because this helps me out tremendously and uh, i hope that i can spread a little joy and cheer this christmas season and now, let me introduce my co-host. Throughout the 12 days of Christmas, this Lord Aleepin asked out each of the maids of milking found in and around Rochester, only to be rejected by all of them. Yes. So unfortunately, there will be no geese laying this holiday season in the 585. Here he is, currently 70% of his way through the Feast of the Seven Fishes, the gift that keeps on giving, Mark Anthony Arena. Mark Happy holidays to you. Merry <laughs> Christmas. I hope that Santa was good to you this year, and I hope that uh, your stomach is full and your heart is full as well. <laughs> yeah, we need the joy and cheer over here. You should have said spreading joy and tear cheer to any of those poor souls still stuck in Rochester. Well, that's what this that's what the podcast is all about because True. you know it's December. It's cold it's dreary i don't know if there's six feet of snow on the ground yet or not if you've hit your blizzard or what have you but uh man i am just sitting pretty right now because all of you plot flyover plate fans i have made myself a plate <laughs> i have used I, i've used my cow from the midwest to make the beautiful burgers and hot sauce i've got the mac salad i put yeah i'm using french fries um because we bought like five bags of them at the grocery store last week so i put them in the air fryer they are super crispy they are holding up to all of this liquid and grease and just all sorts of wonderfulness and i wanted to share it with all of you i wanted to share this plate with all of you because 
without this, without you, none of this would be possible. And and I thank you enough. So as we are talking and and making our way through whatever Rochester has left to offer, I am going to be enjoying <laughs> this wonderful offer. plate. And I'm using the complete plate experience, Mark. I have plastic cutlery. I have um, a styrofoam plate that I found in my basement. The chlorofluorocarbons are going to be flowing. That's the umami bomb that gives (laughs) the plate its it's je ne sais quoi. Uh, I am seeing the, the beautiful melange of mac salad and hot sauce just melding together in puddles of grease that are just getting sopped up by the um by the french fries and i i have um and of course i made two ginormous burgers that equate out to about maybe a pound a little bit over in ground beef um and fresh fresh midwest beef that's right. And I, I, I did cheat a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I did. Um, I did. I put onion in the hot sauce because, you know, most people would do that. And I put some more onions on top. <laughs> um, I didn't make my own mac salad. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I, I'm just as good at buying the deli one. The French fries, obviously, that is an acceptable substitute for for those folks who don't like home fries or don't want to do baked beans. But um Mark, I'm, 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 don't kill me now. Don't kill me now. But the secret ingredient to my meat-based hot sauce, I added a little bit of Bill Gray's hot sauce in there. That's great. And and, and, and just a warning to all of you fans out there. If you're going to experiment, if you're going to cross-pollinate with the ingredients that are in a plate, use things that are acceptable. Use things that are also unique to rochester bill gray's hot sauce amazingly unique to rochester i don't know if you wanted to use country sweet i haven't yet but that might be the next thing what would you do put Um, it on that would only be appropriate for the chicken finger garbage plate right like i would dip the chicken finger in the country sweet and then shovel the rest of the components into my mouth folks by the way and i do this with every kind of meal not just garbage plate but but I shove all the different components of it in my mouth all at once, so you get each oh, you of have the flavors, right? You can't eat it in piecemeal. This is not no. something that you. This is not something that you eat on a plate with dividers. I'm sorry. Right, right. You gotta, no, you you gotta have, meld yeah. everything together. Otherwise, you get a spoonful of the it, beans it, it with the potato. The magic doesn't work. Right, right. You get that magic synergy. That's the word. It's the synergy. Synergy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're doing a TED talk now. <laughs> Synergy. Right, you get the charbroil flavor of the burger, you get the beans, you get the mac salad that kind of cools it off. And then I had a buddy in Maryland, uh, shout out to my friend Rob in Maryland, and he said for Christmas, he goes, hey, you having a plate? And he said, uh, you know, he said, don't forget the two pieces of stale Italian bread. And I said, yes, that that, that validates me, right? It's always got to be stale Italian bread. <laughs> so, yes, if... You know, if I close out the year eating this, I am one happy camper. Well, you look happy. So for those folks who are listening, of course, where this is audio only, but this guy looks happy. Like, he couldn't even wait until I got home to press record. I get it. I, I go on my video camera here, and, and there he is already eating away. And I, well, this guy looks happy. 
How'd you make the burger? Pardon? How'd you make the burger? On a cast iron flat top that I have on my grill. Ooh, on your real grill. On my gas grill, I've got this little cast iron flat top. And I got that thing. I, when I ran home, I turned that thing on because, of course, it's you know not warm outside. So I needed time to get that thing rip roaring hot. Put these burgers on, and just let them and just let them char on the uh, on the flat top of the cast iron. Gives it a nice char. Gives it a great flavor, man. It's how I do burgers normally at home, but. Uh, it was just me, so I could make giant burgers. Oh, um, these these things are just massive. And I, I was shocked at first when you said get the outdoor grill. So I'm like, in Rochester, you can't use your grill outside of August. The rest of the month, it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes a little bit more time and patience, but I did. Oh, man, this is great. So, this is like a greatest so hits is, episode. So Mark is just watching me just go to town on this plate. And he's got his leftover Italian cookies. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's got some food, too. So but. we we meet and we use Jitsi, uh, folks. Here's your behind-the-scenes DVD back, uh, DVD behind-the-scenes bonus content. We use Jitsi, which is meet.jit.si, as an alternative to Zoom. And Mike gets to name the room whatever he wants before I, I log into it. So... He didn't know this, but I just got... My mom gave me a plate of leftover Italian cookies as I was leaving the house 20 minutes ago uh, and coming back to my place, and he names the room Leftover Italian Cookies. Yes. Uh, um, just an update, Mark. To show you the struggle between of using plastic cutlery on a garbage plate, one of the tines on my fork did break. You can see it in the camera, so now I'm down to three times. <laughs> so, ladies and so gentlemen, the struggle is real, but it is part of the whole plate experience. Thankfully, I did not eat the tine fork. I have it right here next to me on the table of of the podcast. So, And, and what are you drinking, bud? <laughs> An adult beverage. Okay. Any kind of story? Is it a Midwest or a Rochester brew or something fun? I am not gonna name. I am not gonna name names because I don't have any licensing agreements. But it is the <laughs> beer that took over the most popular beer in America. Oh, after the in twenty twenty three. Okay, yeah. I wanted a real American beer while I was drinking this, or All I was right. eating this plate. So, so yes, <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm eating a plate, having a beer. And uh, enjoying what was enjoying reflecting on a wonderful 2023 with with my good friend and co-host Mark. Um, so, Mark, what has been going on in Rochester? You are my boots on the ground investigative journalist. What has been going on that you want to enlighten the fan base about? Man, that burger looks great. Like I could, there's pink on the inside, but it's charred on the outside. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right so i'll let you this, this whole thing's just gonna be a description of my plate yeah that's okay and that's I love what the it. fans want <laughs> i love it give the fans what they want i can't ha i can't just run down to my local establishment and get one of these i have to use time and effort <laughs> to make this so i'm gonna enjoy it people no that's fine you know it's funny because it's sad 
when like when I was little, I would watch Emeril and I couldn't cook. I still can't cook, but I would just enjoy whatever he's watching. But I think it's a little more sad to be listening to a verbal description. <laughs> Not even seeing, but we will update the um the main podcast page with a photo of this. But it is it is what is good and true and unique to Rochester. Because you know, and that's and that's the thing with with this with this particular type of food. I still can't find this every anywhere else. I can't find this anywhere else outside of Rochester unless you make it yourself. Yeah. In a day when, like, all of these different chain restaurants are coming back are becoming nationwide. I mean, you know, take Chick Fil A for instance. I know I keep bringing Chick Fil A up as a reference, but I remember growing up, we didn't have that in Rochester. Right. I had to go to Florida. I had to go somewhere else to get it. And I thought it was awesome because I can't get it at home. Now I see uh, that Chick-fil-A has not only opened in Rochester, but it's open multiple locations. And the same can be said for a lot of other restaurants, stores, establishments. But the plate, Mark, the plate, you cannot you can't find it outside of Rochester. I know there's a truck in South Carolina and there, there are little niche places that might do it, but it hasn't caught on with popular, you know, in the popular discussion. You know, Mike, you're not afraid of hiring people, right? You don't have that fear that I have. Why don't you just hire someone and get a food truck or a cart, get a little cart, and just do a garbage plate cart? And honestly, you even, know, if, even if they don't sell anything, what you do is you have them parked outside of your front lawn just making plates <laughs> for you when <laughs> you come home. Like, hey, I want a plate. White hot. Yeah. So, yeah, that's um, that's what it is right now. All right. Uh, so, but. So, Mark, what did you do for Christmas this year? Okay. I was pretty quiet, just me and my parents and some of my brothers. Um, and and it, I'll, I'll let you enjoy your plate while I give you my report. How's that? Yes, give me a report. Now, this is the... This is the plate from Jeremiah's. All right. So, yeah, let's let's start with that. All right. Let's. Okay. I, I was going to just complain about Rochester, but yeah, let's start with the main feature. The feature. It'll, it'll delve into it'll delve into a, to a, a Rochester complaint session. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Okay. So I, I am part of a fraternity alumni association and it's it's me and a bunch of old guys and, and every month they get together and, and we, you know, we keep together, stick together that way and. For recent, in the past year or so, they've been obsessed with Jeremiah's on Monroe. And, I don't know, I'm just sick of the place. And, I, you know, I'll go to say hi and shake hands every couple of months or whatever. But um, they love the place. So, one night, a couple months ago, one of the guys ordered a garbage plate. And I said, oh, all right, I'll put this on the list. So, a couple nights ago, for our December gathering... I said, all right, bring it on. We're doing a garbage plate. This will be my report for flyover plates for this month. And, you know, I should have told the waiter. Like, usually I tell the staff and they get all excited. Like, wow, this guy's from a podcast. He's, we're going to be famous. And I'm like, yeah, That's all right. seven fans are going to hear about your podcast. So um, what I did was I just ordered the plate and I said, okay, so... Uh, I want one of your Jeremiah plates, and uh, I want this. And the guy goes, no, it's it's just a plate. I said, what? He goes, we don't have any options. It's just... What? 
he goes, you get your mac salad. We don't have baked beans. We just have French fries. I think it was actually steak fries, and they were, I can't remember. They were just so-so. And he goes, I don't have hot dogs. So he goes, you just get it the way it is. And I said, look, well, I'm allergic to cheese, and my shirts are allergic to mustard, so just hold the cheese and mustard, and I'll just go with whatever you have. So, you know, of course I was disappointed there were no baked beans and no hot dogs and whatever, and, you know, you couldn't customize anything, but... So, it was yeah, Max salad, two burgers, the hot sauce was fine, and huge meatball chunks in the hot sauce, right? So that was cool. That was cool. Um, hot sauce, everything was fine. Um, what else? What did I say? Yeah, fries, Max salad. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. Um, it was totally fine. If you're going to go out for a garbage plate in Rochester and you want to go to Jeremiah's, totally fine, right? I got nothing wrong with it. I enjoyed it. It was fine. I just, I've had so many other spectacular plates this year that, you know, that that's the, that's the answer, right? It was totally fine, but the other places that I've reported on are spectacular. So kudos to the guy at Jeremiah's for sticking to his guns and saying, no. Okay. You get the plate the way I make the plate. No substitutions, no changes. This is how I want it done. That's his vision for a plate or whatever. Oh, so, so here I am thinking. I'll give him, oh, I'll give him props. Yeah, you're right. Because I'm thinking in the real world and the normal world about customer service. No, I'm totally wrong, Mike. You're totally right. In the world of garbage plates, you want a crusty guy leering at you, right? Yes, you do. And, and given that that unique Rochester attitude of like, okay, you know what? This is how I'm doing it. Take it or leave it. So, so props to him. Again, there there are things about the plate that we can't really talk. You know, again, why are you not having hot dogs on a plate, or at least having that as an option? Okay, they don't do baked beans. Fine, they don't do baked beans. That's fine. But you know, he's sticking to his guns. He is he is immensely proud of his plate and how he wants to serve it, how he wants to do it. So. I'll give him full kudos for that. I think that's the wonderful quality of Rochester folk, um, especially when it comes to a plate. People are very, very picky about their plates. Uh, and again, a few options here or there. You know, you can't you can't go too far out of the out of the box there. But but again, it seems like a very straightforward plate. Seems like it's uh, you know it's got all the core ingredients. It's got everything. The hot sauce was good. It had chunks of meat in it and. I'm going to be honest with you. I I have come to appreciate and enjoy a chunkier hot sauce. I do like, you know, growing up with all the plate establishments, again, it was more like a gravy. And, yes, it is it is a wonderful thing when you see the pool of grease getting around the mayo from the Mac salad. <laughs> some weird chemical reaction that all of my science nerd friends would, would – be able to fully explain it would make mr g proud it would make mr g very proud yes um rest in peace but but again you know i i can't get that consistency at home i kind of just make a a tighter hot sauce yeah it's got some grease in it and everything but i got to make sure that it reduces down that everything mixes together and it is now just a cumulative like Okay, this is still lingering on the back of my throat, and I am, I am enjoying 
I am enjoying the fact that I could make a meat-based hot sauce and not completely butcher it. So you're doing better than me. That looks awesome. Like you know what you're doing over there, and I couldn't cook any of this. And get on, get on down here, and we'll make, we'll make, we'll make plates. That's for sure. And you know what? Make plates with Midwest cow. Yes, and, and you know what? Uh, and obviously, next time I'm there, you remind me to to bring as many bottles of Rochester hot sauce and barbecue sauce as I possibly can fit in my luggage. Now I have to make a confession, Mark. Uh oh. I have to make a confession. As I was making this plate tonight, a- confessions from the McQuaid Chapel. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, we. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Confessions from the McQuaid Chapel. Confessions from the Quay Chapel, yeah. So as I was making this plate, I set off the smoke detectors. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know what? So just like you did to me a few minutes ago where, you know, I was feeling bad for Jeremiah's and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to turn this around just like you. Like, don't feel bad. That means you must have made a heck of a plate right there. I, I did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it it was so... It was so hot that I set off the smoke detector. So, um, thankfully, there nobody else is home right now to to hold me accountable for. But I will fully admit that yes, as I'm trying to put, prepare the plate and take pictures of it and send them to you and and give you all those give you all those luxurious pictures. Um, all of a sudden, I see this. I hear the smoke detectors going off, and I'm just like, oh my god. Could this night just get any more Rochester? <laughs> it could, actually. If there was a shooting, heaven forbid, outside your front lawn. If there were three cop cars outside my house like there was for the last episode. Yeah, and um, if all the businesses on your street went out of business. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I am, I am slowly descending into a food coma, but I'm trying to keep the energy up here. Right, and I remember you said when we talked right before the show, you said, I'm going to go from energetic Mike to food coma Mike, and we'll see if the fans notice. (laughs) 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 And I want to throw one thing out there when you said about the the hot sauce. Like, when I, and this has happened the past two months, where I get the hot sauce that happens to have, what was it, Bill Gray's last month and Jeremiah's this month, where the hot sauce has like a big chunk of meat in there. It's like a it's like a little meatball. It's I call it a bonus burger, where it's like, oh yeah, I finished my burger, but now I get a little bit more. That's right, baby. Oh, I'm gonna write that down. Bonus burgers. Oh, get down to the bottom so I can see all my fork marks and knife marks. Yeah, and the plat in the uh, styrofoam. And you know that's another thing about Rochester, right? You could be a Mexican drug cartel, you could steal Kias, but. But whatever you do, don't ever get caught dead with a styrofoam plate, because that's illegal, and they'll go after you. Right? Their priorities are where they're supposed to be, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's. There's so many things we could we could delve into with that. I'm just gonna leave well enough alone and, and focus on the good here. So good plan. Because um, this show what, is about getting is, away from. Uh, let's politics. see what else. What what's going on at the uh, 590 and Monroe Ave interchanges? Is it still an absolute mess? Oh, absolutely. Every time I drive by on the way to the office, right? And, and on my way home, it, it usually it usually throws me for a loop, no pun intended, because it's there's always a humongous traffic backup. So people are trying to get off at that 590 exit. And because the Whole Foods, and not only the Whole Foods, but the salt in the wound plaza next to it, where they're like, hey, 
We're having a debate about whether or not the Whole Foods will cause some traffic. I know. Let's rub salt in the wound and put a Starbucks drive-thru and a totally pointless plaza in there. And then, hey, look, now we're wondering why Mark is trying to drive home at 5 o'clock from his office. And there's a massive backup that floods 590 full of people stuck trying to get off at that exit. My God. Oh, my God. <sighs> and that won't change until Whole Foods goes out of business, so it might be a year. <laughs> I'm surprised Wegmans hasn't bought it out yet. Right? They're buying it. Uh, <clears throat> I, got a, I got a couple more bits of news when you're ready. Well, before we get into that, I'm going to give you a chance to... Excuse me. I'm going to give you a chance to glow. Oh. Okay? Because the other night, you sent me a collage of some of the most amazing Italian food on a buffet I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. It looked magnificent. It was. And, Mark, I, I want you to tell me about this place. I want you to tell me about what you had, what was available, because if this is the last meal I have, that better be the, the appetizer or the meal before. <laughs> It was, yeah. All right, so Nick's Seabreeze Inn. I've been going there since, I mean, in the late 90s, my grandma and grandpa and I would get takeout from there. Wasn't um, Nick Seabreeze, to interrupt you, but wasn't Nick Seabreeze Inn like the Mother's Day go-to place? Oh, still is, yeah. Matter of fact, I went with my family this Mother's Day, and they were jam-packed to the point where they were just overwhelmed. But, I mean, all 12 people in Rochester who feel like working are always overwhelmed at this point. So... Nick's Seabreeze Inn is wonderful and glorious, and, you know, there are other Italian places that are just as good in town. There's a couple of them. You know, Mama G's, they're straight off the boat and from Abruzzo, mm -hmm. and they're phenomenal. But Nick's is always going to be my favorite. Um, it's overall the best, and I know the family. I love Nick, and he's just the nicest guy ever. He sold, he was friends with Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington. Oh wow! Like he, yeah, he he helped like feed and and get them places to stay when they were coming to town. Um, so just and he tells all sorts of stories. He just wanders around the restaurant talking to people, telling these incredible stories from the fifties. So tell you, I mean, their shrimp scampi is humongous. Um, their artichoke French has got to be the best in town, right? We talked about chicken French. Um, his French sauce, and I probably said this on our French episode, his French sauce is unique because there's little diced carrots and balsamic in there. It's unbefrickin'-leavable. Wow. It's the best of the best. And actually, they just met with a with some kind of a contract manufacturer, and they're going to have their French sauce put into jars and sold in stores. And, you know, because there's plenty of red sauces. Maybe it's just Rochester, but if you walk through a Rochester grocery store, there's billions of brands of sauce in a jar. And they're all whatever, they're all fine. But this French sauce, first of all, I mean, no one jars French sauce at all. No less the best one. They are the best of the best because there's the balsamic in it. So look for that coming soon, uh, apparently, to grocery stores. And So I'm giving them some shameless promotion here because they totally deserve it. Now, Mark, it. I'm, I'm going to have you channel your inner Italian. What, what constitutes, when does it become a Marsala sauce as opposed to a French sauce? Great question. Does I think Marsala like has mushrooms, whereas this one doesn't. Um, although okay. their shrimp scampi, they use a different sauce that has loads of garlic, cherry tomatoes, and mushrooms. I mean, just loads of garlic. Like they, 
the the shrimp scampi sauce it's basically just pureed garlic with garlic sauce and garlic liquid and garlic it's oh, it's incredible it's just and just blended pureed yeah blended pureed garlic butter all over it like a whole it's basically a soup bowl like a large soup bowl um with just pureed garlic butter and by the way we've got a couple giant shrimps sitting there on top of toast which then soaks up the pureed garlic butter it's ridiculous wow anyway so before covid he used to do this thing on weeknights to get people in on quiet weeknights and he's resumed it recently he calls it nick's italian feast it's a weeknight buffet and I, uh, my dad's side, all my cousins and I went out and me and my dad and the cousins and, and, and a couple nights ago, and that's when I sent you those pictures of the Nick's Italian Feast weeknight buffet. We, so he has greens and beans on it, and luckily they don't put any cheese on it, so you could do that later so I could eat that. Um, and eggplant parm, and chicken French, and little meatballs, and rigatoni. All on the buffet, plus this huge salad bar, plus soup, and his vegetable soups are second to none, and he did split pea and ham that night, which is one of my favorite soups of all time, if not my favorite. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Most of us got the buffet. It was just to die for. It was just absolutely nuts. And yeah, I mean, I love so many of his dishes. Usually I go to a place and I have my thing, right? You know, you go to a place, you have a go-to thing. But next, I sure. have like several things. His gnocchi are unbelievable. I already said the shrimp scampi, the veal piccata. But I love everything. The buffet is unbelievable. You got to do it at the end. So, Mark, for the audience. Wow. Like, that was a full, proper-sized garbage plate, Mike. It is gone. Like, that was, seriously, you had two burgers, half pound each, plus all the stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gone. Like, you just held up it's an gone. empty plate. Like, it's gone. It's like, gone. Only once I have, have I fully And I have the one. knife marks to prove it. Yes. Like, I've only done that once. Usually, I eat half and bring it home. What? Yeah, so it's gone. I'm just gonna just keep washing it down with my with my American American beverage here. <laughs> no way, dude! And Why? fast, like you're a fast eater. Besides, yeah, because we're only what 25 minutes into the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want some more updates? Oh, I'm sorry. 35 minutes into the show. Okay. Yeah, no, it's 29. We're good. Okay. Um, do you want some more updates here? Yes. Enlighten us. All right. So there's so many things here. So many things. I talked to my cousin. Shout out to cousin Melanie. And I got to remember to send her the show. And she escaped Rochester. Uh, went to a couple Ohio, Chicago. Now she's in Pittsburgh. And she said that there's a place called Villa Bilella in Pittsburgh that has chicken francese. And it's the right way. That, I mean, it has the right ingredients. She's going to go try it. Um, the other places have, like, similar marsala, blah, blah, blah. But this is the only place she's ever seen outside of Rochester with chicken French. And she right. also said, speaking to our episode of The Book It, she says that the American Girl doll usually has a historical edition where they release something that commemorates a certain decade in our history. 
So the 90s doll for American Girl doll has a book it pin. Really? <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. So, yes, that's fantastic. Mark, um, I'm going to throw something off the cuff here because we, we're going to do that. I, I need some help finishing this. Yeah. In the spirit of the holidays, I think we should make the 12 days of Rochester Christmas. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so I, I kind of have I kind of have 12 through six ready to go. I, I kind of need five, four, three, two. I have one and you're going to like one. So, um, so the 12 days of Rochester Christmas, Mark, um, I have 12 inches of snow overnight. Okay. 11 drunken Amherst fans. <laughs> 10, the speed limit on 490 through the city. <laughs> Nine months of snow and darkness. Eight cans of worms. Seven rows of park cars at Wegmans. Six amazing plate ingredients. I'm going to let you give me five and four. Uh, I just, I laughed so hard my microphone fell off my table. <laughs> the Wallace Memorial microphone? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, that one. Um, 12 days. Uh, well, let's see here. Shoot, you should have given me time to prepare. All right. So, uh, let's see here. We're going to say, oh, well, obviously, it's going to be five Chevys and Kias and Pontiacs smashed into each other on the first day where one snowflake hits the road because everyone forgets how to drive. So, and then you're going to say four, let's see here. You're going to say four kilos because that's what our mayor had alongside a hundred grand and five assault rifles. Mark, Mark. Yeah. On the fourth day of Christmas, ex-mayor Lovely gave to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll phrase it properly. Yes, yes. And folks, for those of you who don't live here, yes, it's true. We had a mayor who had, it was actually, it was either three or four kilos and five assault rifles and a hundred grand. Yes. All right. I have three employees left at Kodak. Yes. I need two. It's someone said it's around 700 the other day. Someone told me it's um, two. Let's see here. Well, I mean, for number one... That just boggles my mind, seeing as that I remember how huge Kodak Park was. Of course. And, and um, I mean, it I mean it stretched all the way from Lake Avenue to my house near Ridgeway, and um, just it, the, the, the place was just beyond huge, and then they had the Album Grove plant, and now have it down to 700 employees. And as you That's, said, they're huddling around a trash can right now for warmth up in the sixth yeah. floor of the Kodak Tower. All right. So uh, so four two. so four so four kilos in assault rifles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see for three and two. What did we say for three? Uh, three employees left at Kodak. What's what, what's right. two? Um, let's see here. See, it's it's. I guess two shootings a night. There's usually one killing, but two shootings. <laughs> I was gonna say two shootings or two you know two protests a night. Yeah. Okay. Um, and All right. one All shooting right, so, du jour, to quote Bob Savage, no, no. it's the shooting. Okay. The what? Shooting what du say? jour. Shooting du jour. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
we're gonna get canceled. Yeah, but, go ahead. What were you gonna? All right, so I'm not gonna give you one because, well, that's my that's my gift to everybody. Well, that's that's my gift to everybody tonight. So, but so we got so 12 <laughs> inches of snow overnight. 11 drunken Amherst fans, 10 the speed limit on 490 through the city, <laughs> nine months of snow and darkness, eight cans of worms, seven rows of parked cars at Wegmans, six amazing plate ingredients, five Chevys and Kias crashed on the first snowfall, four kilos in assault rifles, three employees left at Kodak, two shootings du jour, and an Alhart on Channel 13. Oh, yes. of course, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> oh, and an Al Hart on channel 13. <laughs> oh, man. This is incredible. Uh, I thought you'd like that. This is, what a segment that was. <laughs> that was just, I just thought of that, like, as I was making my plate, because I'm like, okay. You know, I was going to do reviews of plates. I was going to do, a, you know, a plate fantasy draft. I'm like, no, it's the holiday season. We need to do the 12 days of Rochester Christmas. And an Alhart on Channel 13. So. <laughs> oh, if that doesn't if, if that doesn't warm your heart and want you to put another Yule log on the fire, I don't know what will. <laughs> um, Mark, what uh, what do you have planned for 2024? Since we're going into the new year, hopefully it's new beginnings. Hopefully it's an expansion of your growing technology empire, podcast, and the business and the show and and streamplicity and all these other things. Aside from all of the random show ideas I've pitched to you to, to show on channel 83 strictly on streamplicity devices, what uh, what else do you have in store for Technosophy LLC? This year has been so great. You know, last year I shed a lot of things that were wasting my time. This year I just was a huge step up for me in every way, right? I got the house, I got the podcast, all this stuff. This coming year, I am finally, finally, finally going to speak to audiences in non-Rochester where people will actually appreciate, hey, wow, this guy has solutions to worldwide problems. He can put a stop to all of the suffering on Earth where people bang their heads against the wall about their computers. He has discovered that all of the suffering is preventable, Right, Because the computer guys would have you believe, oh, this is just the way it is. And you have to just keep paying me for continued, continual recurring fees for continual pr protection. And no, all of it is fake. Okay, I'm the only guy in the world who's figured out how to put a stop to all computer problems. And no one in Rochester cares. I've gone in front of groups, and I'll, I'll, I'll correct myself. There's plenty of people who do appreciate me. My clients appreciate me. But... Overall, people are just like, what? That's not familiar. That sounds different. I want familiarity. Wegmans, McDonald's, Microsoft, Buffalo Bills. I don't like this new thing. <laughs> so I'm hoping that the adage is true, that a prophet is not welcome in his own town. And once I get to non-Rochester, my first stop is Chicago mid-January, I'm going to explain stuff. And I've already been on Zoom over the past year, and non-Rochesterians love what I have to say. Side note, when I get to Chicago, um, you I think it was you who told me there's two different 
someone told me there's two different Chicago. There, there are a couple places. others. There are a couple others, but but there are two main ones that are that um that are really that, that that are really popular among the natives. And what are those? Uh, Giordano's and Gino's East. And there are we- other ones. There is the flagship Pizzeria Uno store. There is Lou Malnati's, which is pretty decent, but mostly they do frozen pizzas and they ship them elsewhere. And and Pizzeria Uno, it's not like the Pizzeria Unos that you're familiar with that were at Eastview Mall and I don't even know if they're still around anymore. No, to be they completely knocked honest it down, with you. of course, put up a Dunkin' Donuts um, and a Chase. But you know the flagship store was okay. The, the restaurant was okay. Um, it was it, it was very small, very cramped, very hard to get a reservation. The original Uno's I think has very few tables. They had to open up a pizzeria do next to it or pizzeria across the street. Dose, somebody told me, yeah. Um, but Gino's East and Giordano's are are the two or pizzeria do most popular yeah. deep dish pizza brands. And again. You want to talk about something amazing, filling, feels like a brick in you. Um, deep dish pizza. Chicago deep dish pizza is just on another level. Yeah, um, so I personally like Gino's East. Again, for that same reason of Giordano's, they kind of went nationwide. They have some here in Ohio. They have some in Florida. They have some in other states. But I haven't seen Gino's East expand as much um, they're still pretty tethered to Chicago, and I, like I said, you, you're not going to go wrong with either of them. You're not going to go like you're not going to go wrong with any type of plate establishment. It's it's very hard to have a bad plate. Um, the deep dish pizza is is bonkers on both of them. I I, I personally like Gino's East better simply because I like their crust a little bit better, and they use sausage patties instead of a crumbled sausage that's amazing like i'm really looking forward to that when you said that i was wow oh yeah wow yeah and then they'll do they'll do other things too but um they put the sauce on top so the cheese and the toppings are on the bottom the uh the the crust is like an inch and a half thick on the sides It, it, it it's a great experience is it better than New York pizza? No. Is it different? It's different. I, yeah. you know, it, it's apples and oranges. You're not going to go out at two in the morning and get a slice of Chicago pizza. Uh-huh. You're not, it, it's an experience. I mean, you know, don't be ashamed if you have to fork a knife it. you're not going to be folding it in half like a New York pizza and just kind of chowing that thing down. Um, but, yeah, New York is uh, New York and Chicago totally different. You know, you're comparing apples and oranges, in my opinion. And then you've got the like, you've got the Detroit style pizza, which came about like two and a half minutes ago, um, at least on the <laughs> national scene. It's just kind of like you've got New York and Chicago button heads, and then there's Detroit like off in the distance. Like, hey, remember me? I have a pizza too. I have a pizza too, and it's kind of in between, right? Like, I just had Detroit style for dinner over at the pizza shop, and it is the best Detroit style in Rochester by far, if not the only. It's incredible, but yeah, it's different. It comes with a free shooting. Oh no, no, no! Pizza shop is in the suburbs. You're great. Okay, we're good. No, I'm at the Detroit style pizza. Forget, oh, forget the, forget the Rochester. We're talking about we're talking about Detroit now. 
Oh yeah, you're done. Like like one of the toppings should say bullets on the side. <laughs> instead of instead of pepper, just put like bullet shavings on the on the canister. Yeah. I don't even I'm not even going to say on the air what salt would be. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> right. Um speaking of pizza shop, um next door to pizza shop over here is something called Andy's Candies. Do you remember them? Oh my gosh. Like like yeah, the chocolate with the mint inside. No, no, no. That's um that's something else. That's no, that's oh. Andy's A N D E S. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking about A-N-D-Y apostrophe S. The Andy's Candies. It's a Rochester chocolate shop. No, I don't. Where was? Where is this? Maybe I don't it was an that. East Sider only thing. Maybe you weren't allowed to know about this. It didn't cross the. It didn't cross the bridge. It got. It got slowed by a cop on 490. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it, it's definitely their Eastview Mall, and they're in Panorama, and in the 80s they had a diner as well. Um, oh, and wow. they, right now, what they do is, and, oh, no, I could have sworn there was one on the beginning of West Ridge in Kodak Park. Maybe not. That, there may have been, uh, but, so, you know, it, once you get past, once you get past Bathtub Billy's, it gets kind of murky. Yeah, exactly. Like, what was still there. So, so Andy's Candies is basically a, a chocolate shop, and they do, like, every, most Christmases, like, my mom would get me stuff for Easter or whatever, and, you know, chocolate Santas, but, like, they'll have chocolate televisions, chocolate tennis rackets, chocolate computers, right? Then they do the chocolate almond stuff, the chocolate pretzels. They do chocolate um, with coconut, but it's not, like, chewy coconut, which is fine. It's, like, nice and crispy coconut, like, probably deep-fried oh. coconut, where it tastes almost like Rice Krispies, and it's ridiculous. that There's a lot of sugar in it. It's just ridiculously good. Andy's Candies, unbelievable. And I am not a fan of coconut. I'm just going to go right out and say that so it, it it's more like it a nestle crunch want to try it oh you would love it it's like an extra sweet nestle crunch you don't know that it's coconut wow and their chocolate is incredible like if i ever left rochester like that is one of the few things that i would come back for it's incredible like you know seize candy out of out of california it's very similar to that yeah it's incredible yeah i mean we, we we have in the the dayton staple of esther price candies uh, which huh. were made by started by some lady named Esther Price, and they make you know against similar deal, amazing types of candies and chocolates and that sort of thing. I just sent some to my good friend mm. um, as a Christmas gift, and hopefully, hopefully they enjoy it. But uh, I'm gonna have to send you some. Yeah, that, them. yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <sighs> they have chocolate covered graham crackers. Incredible! They're incredible. Everything they do is just wow. Oh sure. They have sponge candy, sure, chocolate, chocolate covered, chocolate covered gummy bears. Yeah. Chocolate covered gummy bears, really? Yeah, I'll try to remember wow. to get some for you. Now that reminds me of a uh, of a place out um, out in Ohio, out in uh, Granville, Ohio, out by outside of Columbus that has um, it's a chocolate shop that does all of that chocolate covered pretzels and. You know, forget the old adage like if you fry anything it'll taste good if you dip it in chocolate it'll taste good yeah so you know you could put chicken french on chocolate and well we might be drawing the line there yeah <laughs> yeah we might be drawing the line and, and uh, there better not be any chocolate near my garbage my garbage plates or plates in general but uh, yeah that'd be gross I, it probably 
<laughs> it wouldn't be terrible. Let's put it that way. Um, so, wow, this is this has been a wonderful, wonderful episode. Um, a good, a good closing to 2023 and, and hope for 2024. Except for you folk in Rochester, you're just <laughs> you're just walking around in Groundhog Day at this point. Right, it is. It so, is. Years don't matter. We're all just sitting here rotting and eating. They don't think of you as people in New York. They just think of you as a taxable income. Exactly. Yeah, it really, it really did, it really did disappoint me that um, the the legislation out there is trying to make Chick Fil A at the thruway rest stops open on Sundays. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, if they can't, if they're even closed, they're closed in airports, they're closed in stadiums on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that they have held dear since its inception. And um, I really hope that they allow Chick-fil-A to stick to their guns. Cause that is one of their core tenets of the company is just have one day to spend with your family. And, mm-hmm. um, Especially now that yeah. there's only 14 people working in New York State, they, you know, they want to spend time with their family. Now that it's the the work and the work nots, right? Well, if you're going to pay twenty seven dollars to drive from Rochester to Buffalo on the throughway, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's getting that crazy uh, actually to cross New York. I don't understand. Like, for, for, refresh my memory, but are Roy Rogers still at the throughway rest stops? There were one or two left, and I love Roy Rogers, the Gold Rush chicken. I know you did. Right, with the bacon and the honey did. on it. Oh, man. They're supposedly coming to Ohio at some point, but I don't know when. and I don't know when. I don't know where. But mm. when that happens, you, you know I'll be sending pictures of me at Roy Rogers being like, yeah, Mark, come on down. Look, yet another beautiful delight benefit of living in the free world. <laughs> So, oh my goodness! Um, another news here. I was listening to the radio and I get an ad. Okay, normally ads are right. You know, come buy something, whatever. You ready for this? What they said? Okay, this is on Rochester Radio, local ad. They said, "Is your storefront window or front glass door smashed? Call Mister Glass." No joke. That they thought. That enough people in Rochester, enough store owners have had their storefronts smashed that a mass market radio ad meant to appeal to tens of thousands of people should be made. Nano man. You know, and I'm on a group on Facebook that that just kind of shows different pictures of, of things that were going on in Rochester, especially this time of year with, 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 with Sibley's and Midtown Plaza and and just all full of Christmas decorations and Santa Claus and you know back in the day and it it, it makes me sad it really it, it does that cities in general but Rochester in particular have have just not become destinations for for pretty much anything at this point I mean um you would you know, you there's nothing that says you can't you get an Amtrak service from Rochester to Buffalo to Syracuse to Albany and get like a, a throughway line that doesn't take four hours to get there. And then to go from like downtown Rochester to downtown Buffalo or Syracuse or what have you, like, you know, to, to, to spend time in these, in these cities that, that they actually cared and they had these, 
you know, you actually wanted to go to the city. I mean, Mark, when you were younger, you you wanted to go to Midtown Plaza to ride the monorail or go see Santa. Now it's just, it's not even there anymore. I mean, there, there were there were rumblings about turning it into a casino, but that fell by the wayside. They went they went all the way out to Del Lago. Yeah, and see, built New York that State palace figures, out there. The more casinos equal more money, and they they can't. That's only like a single, um, single axis. Right, a single dimensional calculation for them. It's just yeah. more casinos equal more money. So with their reasoning, let's just make every building in the whole state a casino, and that'll be even more better. Yeah, because um, cause here in Ohio, they, they Amtrak received funding for like a um, Cincinnati date to Dayton to Columbus to Cleveland like daily service into each of their train stations, and Ooh. um. I'm like, why would you want to spend time in any of these downtowns? Right. Unless you're going, unless you're going to the river in Cincinnati. But Cincinnati has its beautiful parts of the city, and there are some folks that that um, still keep that city restored and beautiful, and hasn't succumbed to just you know what most major cities have succumbed to. And Columbus has like the Arena District with the soccer stadium and the and the Blue Jackets Arena. Cleveland wasn't too bad when I went up there last year, but again, these aren't places that I wouldn't want to spend an exorbitant amount of time with. They're not things that they're definitely not places I would want to go without a car. Right. So you visit people um, with a car. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that if they you know invest in these types of services that they'll 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 bring some they'll, they'll bring some interest back to downtown. They'll try to bring these these places back up as as destinations for folks who want to you know who want to go catch a game and a bite to eat or who want to catch a show somewhere, or do something like that. Um, you know, have hotels within walking distance of the train stations, have a healthy police presence. So that way you don't have to worry about getting mugged in some of these areas. Cause uh, to this day, I still don't know where the Dayton train station is. Huh. Um, and from what people have told me, you don't want to know. Huh. Um, the, the, see the Cincinnati train station is awesome because like part of it is still a functional train station, but it's this, it's this like 1930s rotunda, beautiful building. They 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 put different um, museums in there now. It's the it's the oh. Cincinnati Museum Center, so they have like children's museums and different exhibits and all this other stuff. My kids love going there, but part of it still is a functional train station. Like Amtrak will run there like three times a week. That's perfect. So if you really want to catch use. a train to Chicago. Because uh, that's pretty much the only place it goes at this point. Um, you can what still do it, and it is it it is a beautiful building on the inside. They have kept it, restored it. They it has its um, it has its original like signage, and it, it really is a it really is a, a thing of beauty. And it, you know, it, and of course, you know, when was it built? Right in the middle of the, the Great Depression. So apparently, still some good was coming out of that economic period because it was built in like 1935 or 36 or something like that so mm-hmm. um but yeah just I'm, like i said it just it just makes me sad when i see like people who lived in the city who would who would have neighborhoods i mean look at I me mean, all the different neighborhoods in the city um i mean you you mentioned this when you went to gates i mean it's, it went out to gates it is a heavy italian population and they are fiercely proud of that they're fiercely proud of where they came from and um as am I, both being from Rochester and even on a more um, 
microeconomic scale from the from the west side from greece um you know you don't forget which you don't forget where you came from and um you know it's those experiences and those in those um that environment that that makes you who you are today and um gosh darn it i'm, I'm fiercely proud of that um <laughs> And I and I left, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope someday if I do get to escape, I hope I do forget where I come from. It's like ah, oh, uh, I don't nah, know where I was, you, but I wasted you, you can't time. do that because then we can't wax poetic about garbage plates, a chicken French, and all the wonderful things that that came out of Rochester French's mustard, uh, Gerber yeah. baby food. Oh. Um, you oh. know, just all the all the things that either came from Rochester or had a significant presence in rochester growing up french is mustard right they succeeded and then they were chased out of town right that happens to every business they succeed and they were chased out (laughs) and because because i'll take any chance i can to knock on buffalo you can't say all that about buffalo can you um (laughs) i'm I'm sitting here by the way (laughs) so so yes well at least while while you're enjoying your 25 degrees of gray and gray skies and maybe a couple inches of snow out there Buffalo's probably getting walloped with a foot and a half. and Yeah. Yeah. During yeah. your one monologue the can, there. One of the things we could still hold hold near and dear to our hearts. During your monologue, I was I was chomping away at chocolate crinkle cookies, and I got confectionery sugar all over my clothes, and it was a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this thing I love, crinkle cookies, man. They, they The powdered sugar on them. And don't try wiping it off on your clothes either, because then it just makes you look weird. Right now I have all this, and then it's smearing all over these pants, and uh, it's I got my suit coat. It's smeared everywhere now. Uh, oh yes, your your jug room compliance sport coat. Yeah. So, do you want to? We got a, like a few minutes, like four minutes left. Do you want to do the in memoriams? Yeah, let's let's do the immemoriums. Um, I believe Hagedorn's is on the immemorium list. I know it, it's it's been closed for a while now. Um, Mark, elaborate on on what Hagedorn's did and the the impact that it had on the city. Yeah, it was uh, before, a mom and pop before it succumbed to a massive taxation. Yeah, yeah, it was a mom and pop grocery store. My best buddy's grandparents loved that during COVID, they would deliver the groceries to them, right? And it was probably like the same three employees, right? They would go around like caring for their people in their town. And and it was just a mom and pop place. Supposedly, they made good donuts too. And you're right, they just succumbed, you know, because everyone, all, all the Karens of the world preferred Wegmans instead. So that's why we can't have nice things, and I'm guilty. Wegmans too. had a monopoly on the shipping lines. Don't right. kid yourself. <laughs> no, I'm guilty too of driving by and never really spending time in Hagedorns. But uh, and of course, I'm, I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were also plagued by an absence of workers. So there they go, and it, it, I think they're the buildings being bought by Bill Gray's. So at least it's not going to be yet another Dunkin' Donuts or dispensary. So that's good. Uh, then there's Carmines. Oh, Carmines. That 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 one stung. That one stung. Mm-hmm. Go on. They they went out of business maybe, I don't know, probably a year or two ago, and the poor guy was in bad health, and of course, you know, no one to help him, no employees, and that fell apart. I mean, I remember that was a big name across Greece. They had, what, two locations? They they did. The, the, the original one, or I don't know if the original one, but the one I remember was on the corner of 
Ridge Road and Stone. I believe it was Stone Road. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. And and again, I I like that. <laughs> it was right in front of the strip mall where the Toys R Us was. So I was like, man, get toys and pizza. This is like heaven. Um, <laughs> Growing up, but th- but they would have the waitresses. It, it, it was like a car hop type thing. So it was a, if you know one of the twelve nice days in Rochester, if you wanted to eat outside, they would come out in roller skates and they would they would serve you food on roller skates. Which now looking back on it, it looked extremely dangerous and potentially messy. Yeah, but, oh right, with trays of food, they would do that. And and the you know again looking back on it, the amount of skill and that that, that it took to handle trays of food being on roller skates and not tripping over the uneven pavement because the plowed chewed up a bunch of potholes in the parking lot. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the pizza, the, the calzones from, uh, from Carmine's actually Carmine's was my first experience with white pizza. Huh. Um, there have been others. There are others that have done, but but you know, growing up, the first memory I have of white pizza was at Carmine's, and you know, going to my parents. What is what is white pizza? This, this doesn't look right. Um, but they did it, and it was amazing, and it was it was wonderful. And um, hmm. yeah, I think one of the I think the Petrella family. I'm not sure about that. They, I think they had a, a hand in the management or ownership of Carmine's. I could be completely mistaken on that, but. Um, and then they opened a, um, they opened another, they opened an, I don't know if it was another one or they just moved from the one on Ridge and Stone to where it was an old Kenny Rogers Roasters. It was on the corner of Mount Reed and Main Lane. Mm. And they turned that into a Carmine's. And it um, was. <laughs> after Kenny Rogers went completely bankrupt and um, across the street from, I think it was the Greece Athena restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. Um, all of you history buffs from Rochester who have a much clearer memory of it than I do can can correct me. But yeah, Moro and I, Carmine Petrella, by the way. Yes, yes, the Petrella family because I, I grew up with um, I grew up with some of those folks and and again great people, Kristen, Michael. Um, maybe they'll get to listen to the podcast, but. Uh, Again, wonderful, wonderful people, wonderful establishment that that unfortunately had to uh, had to had to go under. Um, and Mark, I, I I'm going to tell you this because I, I I do remember Carmine's would make you a sheet pizza. Huh. Going back to my diatribe of uh, things you can't get anywhere else than Rochester, I still still have not found a place that does sheet pizzas still so, still I'm, really? I'm on the lookout for sure but uh you know they'll make th- they'll make ones that have like a, a giant circle pizza like a 32 inch circle pizza mm-hmm. but no um no sheet pizzas that i have come across as of yet believe me folks i am still i am still vigilant i am still keeping my eyes out but i have not seen any sheet pizzas but carmine's um that one stings that one stung me hard because that was a, a institution on the west side and um sure i didn't go there really because you know, i was from the east side but it's by the way it's now a tom walls so okay again, well i mean you know. it, it could it 
it, it's not a dispensary. Right. So, so great. Um, you know, the, and I was reading an article that you know Tom Wall is still like going strong. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he's sold and retired, but but yeah, he's still. He's like know. 90 now. Side note, when you mentioned a flagship Uno's a little while ago, um, I need to take you to the flagship Tom Wall's store sometime because it's the same. Yeah. It's it's just like 1% fresher. Yes. I have eaten there at, at the original one um, mm-hmm. before they started migrating into like Grease Ridge Mall and Buffalo Road and all the other places that they are trying to compete with Bill Gray's. Um, They're, well, they were bought not... by Bill Gray's now, but yeah. Oh, were they? Yeah, I mean, later on, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say I was going to have you choose between the two, but if they're under the same umbrella, then there really isn't much to there really isn't much to compare. Um, the only reason I prefer Tom Walls is because they still accept paper coupons. That's true. Well, no, you went no when you went and got the great plate of Bill Gray's. It was a um, it was it was the nine ninety nine. Yeah, paper it was coupon. a Tuesday special. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like Tom Walls because they know their clientele is too old to use apps. <laughs> God, I hate, God, those apps, I hate them. Yep. Um, but if you want a coupon these days, you got to have an app. Yep. So. Tom Walls takes any the event, 2017 what? coupons. I give them 2017 coupons from the phone book, and they don't care. <laughs> don't broadcast that out loud. Then they're gonna start. <laughs> then they're gonna start looking. <laughs> next, next thing you know, you're gonna bring them a buffalo nickel, and they're gonna take it. <laughs> so all right so um with this i'm gonna you know i wish i wish hegedorns i wish carmines all the success and prosperity in the world when they decide to move outside of rochester and get that hut in aruba um because there there is a market for all that stuff out there it's just not it's just not there um so market with this i'm gonna bring 2023 to a close Here's to a wonderful start of the Flyover Plates podcast, and hopefully in 2024 we get to expand it, become a little bit more regular on a monthly episode. Um, keep talking about the wonderful plates that our great city has to offer. I'm hoping at some point that I'll get up there and we can do a live show. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be in 2024 or 2025, but – we uh when that happens all of you listening out there i do hope that you'll come and uh just make an awesome live show out of this if we ever decide to do it if i ever get the opportunity to um i do hope that we can have an audience and maybe we instead of doing it at a bar or restaurant we can actually do it at like a church hall and have a few more people before the fire department comes in and kicks us out. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, from all of us here at Flyover Plates to all of you listening, uh, will you, may you have a wonderful, happy, prosperous 2024. Thank you again for listening. For Mark Anthony Arena, I am Dr. Mike. Have a good evening. Get well soon, T-Bone. All right. And thanks so much, Mike. Oh, you're welcome, man.